0: You're on guard in in, in jail. Yeah. You're always on guard. Everybody's your enemy until you know that they're not your enemy. You know, right. and then out and then so now here you are, Meredith coming up to me, hey Jay, and like there's this this barrier that I've created in life, don't get close to me, don't touch me, don't, you know, and now I have to break through that and say, no, it's okay to hug your family members or your friends. And you know, it's, uh, it's okay to, to, to be vulnerable to men out in the world, you know, like right. tell my story to somebody and be vulnerable. That's hard.
1: You're not vulnerable in prison. Welcome to Meredith For Real, The Curious Introvert. that's me. I'm Meredith and I collect people, for real. You never know who I'm going to meet next. So come listen as I put my curiosity to good use. Every week, I'll introduce you to someone new and we'll talk about ways to stay curious and grow. Big thanks to our location sponsor, Delta Life Fitness in Pace, Florida, the 30-minute women's group fitness plan you can actually stick with. Welcome to part two of our conversation with convicted felon turned million dollar entrepreneur, Jason Edwards. When we left off, he shared that mindset that led him in and then out of prison. And today he's going to share his experience the day he walked out and after his release. Stay to the end where he shares his message for prisoners, family members of prisoners, and everyone else. And if you haven't already, be sure to get notifications of new episodes, clickable resources, and bonus content by texting REAL to 66866 okay so tell me about the day when you were released from prison tell me about like you get your stuff you walk out what happens
0: okay so leading up to that was pretty intense so um, at some point in prison you just get part of the get in the groove right you have your schedules you have you know you, you, you got your routines life becomes normal in there if you can say that um it becomes the new norm, yeah right? i don 't know what life is outside of prison, so it, it so so towards the end of that sentence, I started you know trying to read relevant stuff like up to date stuff um you know where where's you know where am I living at what's going on in the economy what, you know what's going on you really
1: know? that's really strategic
0: well, I mean, you need to know right no one's pretty much the, you know gives you the power you mm-hmm. know to to accomplish goals and stuff so so um so I started. You know try to get relevant and like first you try to tune it all out right you don't want to know what you're missing you know you want to stay down here work on this let's get through this time and then we'll deal with the next you know project after that and and so here we are i'm looking 90 days out 120 days out it's getting intense like i'm so excited to get out you know and see my family and my friends and you know get i'm ready you know uh you know it it Extremely nerve wracking. Probably a little more nervous than getting in front of this thing right here, for sure. (laughs) But, um, so, uh, Okay, so uh, I've, I've become relevant. I've got my release package. I've got these new clothes. And uh, that was weird. I haven't worn clothes. Like, w- the, what is the style? Let's start with that. I didn't even know what styles to wear. So I was, like, asking people that just came out, came from the streets in, like, is this in style right now? Oh, my god! I'm looking at this billabong plaid shirt, man. Does this look stupid? You know? And, you know, anyway, so. Because um, you, know, you
1: went in in 2002?
0: 2000, yeah, into one. And the one,
1: and then when? What year were you? Did we're, you at, get out?
0: we're at we're at two thousand twelve
1: now. Two thousand. That's a big jump. Okay.
0: Two thousand one <coughs> to two thousand, almost two thousand. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, the day. All right. Um, my mom drives up. She is waiting outside. I'm getting, you know, dressed and put on my clothes, and I got these shoes on, like, whoa, some new, nice, comfortable shoes and blue jeans. Like, haven't worn those in over a decade. And and so uh, we start walking out, and I remember there's, like, this last sally port, so they check your name, they check your DC number, they check all these things and and to make sure that you are who you are and you're fixing to walk out of the gates and, and then they get to the last gate, they look at your ID again, they look, you know, there's just last little process, and then the gates, the sally port opens, because there's two gates, right? So it goes like this. Uh-huh. And you walk in and then this one closes and then this one goes. And um uh, and so I remember when that second one went, I am walking in on floors that I haven't walked on ever, you know, or or in the last ten years. Um and I remember getting like a light kind of euphoric feeling, like like lightheaded. I couldn't. I was disoriented a little bit. Um, my breathing was really hard. I was kind of kind of going through like an anxiety attack, I guess you could say, and um, and. So I take a step out and the sun's shining on me and there's no gates in front of me, no barbed wire, no nothing. It was just woods and cars and you don't see cars in there either. You're on the other side, you know, you're in the woods and the only cars you see is like the gun trucks that run around the prison. Anyway, so uh, yeah, here we are. I'm sitting in the car. Um, I'm breathing real heavy. I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? The car's moving really fast. I'm not used to this. I mean, like everything is just so new and fast and, and the, 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 Things are coming at me so fast, you know? And um, so uh, I, my mom's like, well, what do you want? So I had my friend, uh, Raj with me. He he showed up uh, on the race date. So it's my mom and Roger and me. And um, and she's like, so what do you want to do? And I was like, I want some hash brown smothered cover trunk, please. I want Waffle House. <laughs> and so she was like, okay, let's go to Waffle House. And so, you know, as, I'm, as you're driving Wait, the... Wait, hold
1: on. So you had to have to... You thought about this before, right? Like before you were there with your mom and she asked you that you had to have thought of that
0: yeah right? yeah, yeah yeah I mean I, I ran through all sorts of stuff like so. how
1: long were you thinking about hash browns from Waffle House
0: uh, man really since I hadn't had them in 10 years I mean it is some other covered <laughs> chunk. I mean who don't like Waffle House you know but um, uh, so so yeah uh,
1: so you went to Waffle House
0: so I went to Waffle House and on the way there you know I'm, I'm already noticing new stuff Like, like you know just life is different you know yeah. 10 years a lot of things happen and change in 10 years and, um, and I remember Waffle House was, like, the first, like, example that stuck out to me. Like, I got a lot to learn. So, before I went to prison, when you go to Waffle House, you unscrewed the Heinz 57 ketchup bottle. Uh-huh. I remember? And they yeah. The old commercial was you hold it and it kind of drips out and sometimes you pump it, you know? Right. And, okay, well, now they've changed the lid to that rubber stopper thing, the squirter. Oh, yeah, yeah. The squeezies. Yeah. It's- it's, that's new. So I've got these new clothes on, we're sitting in the thing and um I see this kind of squeezy plastic Heinz bottle and I like go to I go to squeeze it a little, you know, I'm trying to get it to come out yeah. and it won't come out. My mom's sitting over there, you know, Roger's sitting over here. I got this hash browns in front of me. I just want some ketchup on it and so I I do this, it won't it won't come out. And I turn it around and I look at it. And I'm like, man, is there like some peeling inside that I need to peel off? So I, I look at it and I like go to squeeze to see and it shoots this no! of ketchup oh up. God. And I superman die. I don't want to ruin my new digs. This is my brand new pair of blue jeans. I ain't the first pair ever in 10 years. And uh. I dive bomb out of the, of the anyway. So that was the first experience I had. I, it, Jump will still talk about that. I call him Jump. Roger will still talk about that. The first day Jason realized that there's squeezy Ketchup bottles,
1: and Facebook wasn't even that big. You didn't know about Facebook.
0: Facebook didn't exist. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of things. Google, smartphones. So when I went in, they had the Star Trek, Star Trek uh, Motorola phone that flipped, and it did. Oh this. yeah, yeah. It was going from analog to digital. That was my last phone. I still have it at my mom's house somewhere in a shoebox, but. So that was the first phone I had. Um, and now the, you have these phones that pretty much you do everything on, man. You know, like everything. Uh, it was, it was, my success today is directly related to Google. Right. I mean, like, it just, it, it's, a, it's a map work of whatever you need. You know? Because you
1: could, anything that you were curious about, like, oh, what's that? Or how does that work? Or how do I do this? You just could look it up on Google. Right and figure it out how
0: to yeah, yeah how
1: to and then fill in the blank. It was a
0: speech to uh, to a program. I, I wrote a speech to you know so there's programs about life's unmanageable, right? For you know people revert to drugs and alcohol and all this. And I wrote a speech all about Google. Like y'all don't tell me that life's unmanageable and you don't know which way to go. All you got to do is Google. <laughs> like <laughs> Where do I want to eat? Where do I want to sleep? What do I want to learn? YouTube this. I mean, like wherever there's a yeah. resource out there to there's help resources. you get through whatever you could possibly be going through. <laughs> (laughs) So Um, tell
1: me about, um, as you you come out of prison, they don't just like, have a nice life, you have rules you have to follow, Um, don't you have like fines you have to pay, and tell us, walk us through like the rules... Well, it, de-
0: it depends on, you know, your charges. Some people go out and they don't have any probation. That nobody needs, you know, they don't, there's not a lot of restrictions to them. They did their time and that was it. And But then there's other, you know, for the majority in the state of Florida, that is, you know, um, is you go through a transition period, you let them know where you're staying at, you have to check in once a week for X amount of time, you have to pay $50 a month for, you know, or whatever your fines are. There's, you know, monetary repetitiously coming through as you're getting back into the world.
1: What would the fines be for?
0: Um, sometimes they were court costs, maybe you had restitution, maybe you, your D, I'm, and this wasn't me, but maybe your DUI hit a car and that car the insurance claims or the deductibles or whatnot well if you're in jail you can't pay it so they just tack it on the end of it so so when you get out you owe the the state or whoever Mm -hmm. you know the money um
1: so you have to get a job straight away obviously to pay the fine
0: i mean yeah if you want if you want to yeah if you want to
1: producing (laughs) the world. Right. You got to get a job. Right. There's other motives, of course. Was employment also one of your rules that you had to get a job by X date?
0: Um, you have to be looking for a job. Yeah. So in probation that you have to at least show effort that you are trying to obtain a job and it's hard. Um, I, so I stayed in Alford for a little bit, and then before I moved to Pensacola. So in Alford, I was there for about three months. What's Alford? Alford, Florida is a place that I decided I was going to—I was trying to break the mold here. I didn't want to come back here, get oh, okay. around the same groups, get to doing the same things. And I was unsure of what to expect getting out after a decade. who is anybody holding any bad will, ill will for me oh, still? Yeah. I'm on probation. I don't want to have to go— you know, I just, I just don't want anything that could trip me up, and right. so I felt like change places, people, and things, and that might be the start of success. So, uh, I remember in Alford, uh man, I, I went everywhere. I like I looked for a job everywhere. And do you know your experience in my education was all prison related? So, this this correctional facility, I did electrical and brick masonry and PC support. This I did AutoCAD and. Uh, Everything was prison-related, so people look at your resume. You have no work experience for the last decade, and then and then your education is all prison. So, yeah, yeah, I've got 20 people, and this one's going to go over here, and and you know they 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 have all these programs. It, it's the small print. Nobody even is relevant to this stuff. It, it sounds good on paper, you know. The politicians or the, the representatives of your of your state or whatever say all these things that well we have um you know we offer these programs and these uh these funnels of money and these guarantees and these insured you know we bond them and that doesn't mean anything to anybody you know like they they say well you know we're trying to help them rehabilitate themselves but then all the things that they offer all the programs goes right over the business owner or the manager's head they don't they don't care to you know, why I take a chance with this guy? You so know? when you
1: say they offer these things, you're talking about the programs in prison that you took, and and the legislators are saying, well, this is why, you know, everyone they, there won't be lower recidivism because they have these. But you're saying, what's the use if the employers don't
0: hire you? Anyway. Don't
1: hire you anyway? Then right. it's like you have this knowledge, but no way to monetize it. Right.
0: Yep. And so then they bond it. They. They say, hey, we'll insure $500,000 for this person. If you give them a job and they last six months or in the first six months will we'll, we'll insure any, any damages that they could do, we'll insure your company for it. That, that's what the government says. I don't remember the number, but there's all sorts of programs out there that try to protect the business owner from giving somebody a second chance shot. And again, it, it falls by the wayside.
1: The recidiv- recidivism rate in Florida is 33%, I found out.
0: Was it 33%? 33.
1: So one in every three prisoners goes back, um, and that's in the first three years. But then, interesting, after five years, it jumps to 65%. And I, as I read that, I was thinking about your situation that you went through of what you're talking about, how the challenges of finding employment. I almost wonder if the, the repeat, of after five years being a double spike is because you just hit a wall and then you're like, oh, forget this. I'm just going to go back to, to selling. Doing
0: what I do. Yeah, right. because
1: then that's quick money and I don't have to be hungry. And, you know.
0: I mean, yeah, those are interesting. Um, first of all, the, the numbers are blow my mind. You know, like mm-hmm. you have a statistic that says, ah, there's a high probability you're coming back to prison. And then we don't institute anything or, or it's kind of, slightly we institute some things to try to correct that you know
1: well when people make uh, policies that don't have personal connections to the people affected by those policies right, <laughs> they don't really work right so um just in the interest of time i want to uh, skip forward to uh old habits die hard right. so in prison you developed um, as Liam Neeson would say, a very specific set of skills <laughs> to to um, survive in there and to um, create that new normal of what prison life was. Did you realize that you had held on to some of those habits when you got out?
0: Oh yeah, and 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 you know, for the most part, I feel like I have. I I'm in a good groove now. You know, like I'm trusting. Um, I'm, I'm. I mean, it's taken seven, eight, y- eight years now to. To even want to talk about this this is a big deal you know um and for the longest time i try to i I don't mind telling my story to an individual but i want them to know me first yeah hey how you doing my name's jason and i'm my next convict you know yeah and that kind of scares (laughs) people away you know like oh you know who's where is he from and what you know what did he do
1: Hey everyone, it's time to take a quick minute and show gratitude to our sponsors who make this show possible and give you some special offers. Delta Life is Ladies Group Fitness in Pace, Florida, and I've been a member since 2016. I get bored super easy and I am great at talking myself out of exercise, like expert level 5,000. So having a class to show up that's different every time has been winner, winner, chicken dinner for me. And with it Just being 30 minutes, there's really no reason not to go. Plus, they do fun social stuff like Christmas pajama parties, little black dress events and challenges. You can get your first class free to try it out. You can even come with me. There's no annual contract. It's all fitness levels, free childcare. Plus, if you mention the Meredith for Real podcast on your first visit, you'll get a free five pack of classes so you can really see if you like it. Check them out at DeltaLifeFitness.com.
0: The mold... It's hard to break it. You, you sounds make you look, you know, um, certain word phrases that people say out here and there, it's a different connotation. So oh. you respond differently, but out here, it's just a way of somebody saying hello, but in there, that's not the way they say hello. That's like a what? way to, well, I mean, I can't, I don't know anything specific, specific. Um, um, uh, just how are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah. Right. Out here, it's construed a little differently than how you doing in there. Right. So there's there. There are. You're on guard in, in, in jail. Yeah. You're always on guard. Everybody's your enemy until you know that they're not your enemy. You know. Right. And then out. And then. So now here you are. Meredith coming up to me. Hey, Jay. And like there's this this barrier that i've created in life don't get close to me don't touch me don't you know and now i have to break through that and say no it's okay to hug your family members or your friends and you know it's uh it's okay to 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 be vulnerable to men out in the world you know like right. tell my story to somebody and be vulnerable that's hard you're not vulnerable in prison but um
1: that explains when i first met you <coughs> um do you remember it was at um your grandmother's house Uh-oh. and uh Going in, it's a long
0: long way to go, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, Garrett said, All right, you're gonna meet Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Prepping me. And we came in, and I, you know, I met you, but you like didn't really give me eye contact. I think you shook my hand. But then what I really did notice is when we were all hanging out in the living room, you were quote unquote asleep in the armchair. And I was like, That fool ain't asleep. He is waiting to see what I will say when I think he's not listening. I felt like you were like checking me out to make sure I was good enough for your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you were. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I can't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember. So long ago. There's been so many roads to that. Yeah, so, that
1: was a long time ago.
0: So, um, so yeah. Uh, now, and I'm, I'm going to jump start now. I'm just going to kind of push yeah. through this to keep going. Um, the So, okay. I finally found a job. You know, okay. I finally found a job. And you know, I had this saying with my buddy and, and tried to minimize my cousin here, but I got to say it like this. So I, I told him that, you know, if a business owner knew the drive and the focus and the desire for success that I personally have, they would hire me. It's, I mean, I will shovel shit barefooted up to my knees. If you just give me a paycheck, like I was legit, like you, there's no way I even told a guy, and this is how I got my first like, real job out here. Uh, I told a guy at Subway that I would work for him for free. I was like, man, I can run this place. I used to run one of these. I, I'll work for free for you today and if you don't if you like what you see then hire me and and if you don't like what you see when well, i'll get to stepping but i think you're going to find you i'm a hard worker you know and he did he uh he didn't make me work for free but he did give me a job and gave me an opportunity but um my first, i gave the same speech to this guy you know naturally i was looking for something better than subway you know minimum wage is just not a way to you know get anywhere so so i wanted something better i wanted to trade i wanted to get into the industry that I'm in now um and and I did the same thing. I said, "Hey, you know, I'll work for free if you don't like what you got i mean i I'm worth fifteen dollars an hour okay and um and so that's how it started i swept I swept uh warehouse floors and built you know filtration systems you know um and that's where it started and I just stayed committed and 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 this is kind of the story that I want to tell everybody, you know like you know, you know when someone's not up to good, when when they're up to no good. You you can see it, right? Um, you can tell by the way that they talk to you or about others, right? Um, the way that they handle just interactions with people. Do, do they open a door, or do they hold the door open? Right? That t- tells you how selfish or unselfish they are. You know, um, and and family members know their family better than anybody else right you've seen the raw uncut of me you know and 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 so you can tell when i'm doing good and and i think we made you know talk about this earlier seeing my friends now like on facebook and i see a lot of people doing really good and then there's these friends that i see that they're they're you know they say you know i'm trying to do this and i'm getting better at this and i'm doing all these things and but i'm seeing all the indicators that you're not you're you're trying to sell that to people but you're you're really not and and my message when i originally sought out for all of this was man it it was emotional for me you know like it really was emotional for me um i was scared to death going through prison not saying that i didn't deserve to go there but it still didn't change the fear you know um and then I get through it, and now I'm scared to death that I'm gonna fail. Like I feel like I've prepared myself, and the best I could. I mean, I only had what I had. I had the resources available to me at that time in prison, and this is all I had, you know. And I gave it everything that I had to 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 grow, to the best of my ability. Um, And so here i am on the street and somebody finally gives me a chance you know so man i'm sweeping that floor extra good i'm building this stuff extra well you know i am trying to be proactive with the new thoughts you know i remember when i finally won my first boss over he says hey um this is when i also learned google's a great thing he says hey jay i need you to um get me a quote together and fix these ballasts now up until this point he, anything that he asked me, and, and that still is true today, anything that anybody asked me something, I can do it. I might not even know what you're talking about. By the minute I turn around, I'm going to Google it. I'm going to figure it out, and I'm going to learn it because it, it can be learned. Right. If there is, a, you know, anyway. So I remember he says, oh, I, you know, uh, uh, I need you to take a quote and build this ballast and, you know, whatnot. And I'm like, Okay. He's like, can you handle that? And I'm like, yes, sir. I, I was, yes, man. There was not one thing that this guy was ever going to ask me that I said, oh, I don't know how I'm doing. I am going to be your asset, you know? And so I'm like, yes, sir. I can do that. And I turn around. I'm going, what the heck is a ballast? <laughs> I'm thinking, does he have a sailboat at his house? You know, like, <laughs> like, like he wants me to work on a sailboat, whatever. I mean, like he'd just pay me a paycheck. Like I said, man, just shovel it over the shoulder, you know? And so, um, so I Google around, I'm ballast. I'm like, oh, the things in the neon lights. <laughs> So, um, so I realized, so naturally, my, you know, my stepdad is an electrician, so, um, so I called him real quick and asked him some you know, quick questions, relevant questions, and, and I sought out to do it. And so by the time my boss came back, he's like, hey, did you get that quote together? And I was like, no, I already, you know, I put them on the count, da 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 kept it under this amount of money, and they're changed. Everything's fixed. And he's like, really? You know, and, and at that point, he finally was like, nah, your brain's better than sweeping floors in a warehouse. Nice. And then the trajectory went from there. And, um, and
1: so tell me what um, your businesses today? Cause you, that was,
0: so that was, uh, yep. It was a company specializing in ice machines. And so mm-hmm. that's, uh, originally that's what we set out to do. Me and my business partner decided that we wanted to build, uh, you know, an employee and customer first approach. Uh, and so we didn't really like, we disagreed with some things mm-hmm. on how, you know, you business wanted it was. To do your own way. I wanted to do it a different way. I wanted to give the customers a little bit, something a little bit better. I wanted to treat the employees just a little bit better. You know, not that it was wrong then, just that I wanted to do a better job. You yeah. know, and so, um, and so, uh, I'm, there's so many thoughts going on right there. I kind of. <laughs> so you it. ended
1: up buying the business, right?
0: Nope, nope. You uh, took over it. Nope, no. We just went out on our own. So, oh. we had some opportunity. We had a rare opportunity to kind of start and develop the Southeast region for just ice machine maintenance. Um, and it's what we specialized in. He sold, I worked out in the field. It just, it was a, just, I felt right. And I didn't think that there was an opportunity like this that would ever come to me in this fashion again. And, um, you know, my, my wife does her own thing and we were just in a good spot where I could take a chance, you know, and I felt like I deserved it. At this point, I put five years of road work, field work, you know, I learned every part of the business that I possibly could. I understood that this could be a good thing and I said, you know what? I'm just gonna take the ticket and I'm gonna I'm checking out, you know. And it's been really well since then. Um we've diversified into more services now so um which is kind of hard when you don't know what you're doing and then you're saying, "Yep, I can offer this." There's a whole new learning curve to that, but it's exciting, you know. It's uh the projects, you know, we we're, we're trying to we're trying to build something good, you know, and great for for everybody around us. It's it's more about, you know, the team. It's about the family, you know. Mm-hmm. I was telling them earlier that um You know, the the challenges are bringing someone new in and you not know them. And it's like, do you follow our culture? Mm -hmm. Is your heart in the right spot? You know, are you in this for the right reasons? You know, and so those are, those are, anyway, those are challenging. But
1: So if you, you wanted to share um, some advice or, yeah, advice, perspective to three different groups, and one of them was uh, people who are in prison now, what, what would, what do you want to say to people who are? that's where they're at right now
0: okay well um and I mean if I could talk to them this is what I would say but you know upon their release I would I would love to have the message to them that if you you know while you're in there you know stay focused naturally you know uh, to be a better person to to figure you out this is a time to figure yourself out there's nothing else to do why not understand your strengths and weaknesses why not help yourself uh, operate better uh, on Like I said, just honesty, you know, like be honest to the world and to yourself and then be the best version of yourself, you know, Um, and and then the family members that support them. Right. So you work on you and the family members stay supportive of them, you know, offer them some resources, give them a lifeline that gives them hope and perspective, Um, because. When you feel lost and nobody's like looking at you, you know, it's, it's really hard to like, you know, I wanted, my main goal was to get out and make my mom proud. My mom has been through so much because of me and I wanted, she was the only one that like really, I mean, grandma Jean too, but those two women really remained very, very faithful to Jason finally finding his way. I mean, I put them through so much stuff. It's ridiculous. And, and today I can hold my head high, you know, like my, my mom is a grandma now to my children and she's proud of those kids, you know, and that comes from me and my wife and us trying to, to grow something, to put something good in the world, you know? And, um, so, uh, the, the family, it's, it's instrumental. Don't, lose faith of your family. They'll find their way. And you know what? Even in even if they don't, let's just say 60 years go by and they're doing the same old thing and you've supported them the same old way. I'm not saying open up your bank account and give them free reign to your stuff. But if there are good things to support them on, then support them. Even sixty years go by and they never learn, it's still you're not a failure there. You just a, a a person with love and adoration for your family, and 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 you maintained faith to give them a better a better uh. A better um, opportunity, you know, and it's important. It really is. I couldn't stress that enough for, for family members out there going through it. And you know, like I said, you know, so you know if it's time to help or not. If right. somebody's talking in a way that says they ain't working on their self, mm-hmm. then don't offer any op- You know, you can't. Don't enable them. Don't enable them, right? But if they're like talking good stuff and you know they're talking positive stuff, then you gotta support them. Um, that might be the one opportunity and chance that you do have. To help them get over the hump and be happy and um, successful and
1: and what about um if you were gonna talk to some
0: so the naysayers in
1: charge or yeah naysayers the
0: naysayers right so um there's a stigma out here right and you know you go to prison and you're not worth anything anymore right mm-hmm. there are people that just don't do it and i have met you know a couple people really close and dear to my heart now they have changed their per- perspectives of me um, but refused to even want to meet me when they found out that they found out the wrong way. Like I said, I like to meet someone. Hey, how are you doing? This is who I am. Oh, yep. I'm a nice guy. I'm easy to talk to. I'm not a threat. Right. right. And then, oh, by the way, 10 years ago, I did this and I had to go through this. And that's a better opening to people that don't know me. But um, but this person, it was like, nope. Hey, I want you to meet this person there. Just got out of prison and, you know, da da, da. I ain't meeting that person. Right. You know, and it's like. I understand kind of, prison was nothing like the movies. I right. mean, there is a lot of stuff about it that's yeah. similar. They do follow a trend. But the people, the there's a lot of good people in there that deserve yeah. an opportunity. We make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes, you know. I, and, this, and this is the stigma here. So I hear people all the time that try to relate which is a good way to relate. They try to relate by saying, you know, there's no difference between me and you. The only difference is that you got caught. Okay, well, if that is, and, and I hear that a lot, if that is actu- uh, accurate, then then who are you to cast a stone and judge? Because I got caught? Because I was stupid enough to get caught? Or or you were smart enough to get away with it, so you're too good for me? And So, the, the, so to the naysayers, um, that, you know, when when people that want to do better have a lot of resource um, and they're determined and they have support, then, you know, they're going to do good things. They, everybody needs support, right? Everybody needs mm-hmm. uh, uh, resources. you got schools. You need to learn, you know. Um, so I'm trying to think of the best way to say this now that I I'm think, in front of a microphone. No, I think There's a message here that, that...
1: I think I hear the message, and I think it's the whole theme of... The Meredith for Real, the curious introvert, it's my whole shtick, if you will, is um, don't assume, explore, find out who that person is as an individual. Just because they have a certain experience doesn't mean you have to put them in a box. Right. So, well, that is all we have time for today. <laughs> but um, if people want to, um, follow your business or your story. Can they find you online?
0: Yep, we're on social media, uh, Instagram now. I think we just started the Instagram. So it's Oasis Preferred Maintenance. Okay. Uh, uh, look us up if you have any refrigeration issues, ice machines. We got a lot of good material out there. So
1: awesome. Well, that is a wrap. If um, I didn't ask a question that you uh, wanted to ask today, make sure you text real to 66866 so you get on my email list and you can just message me me really easily and I'll put out that bonus content and resources. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Thanks for having me. Good job. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, share it with your friends and leave a review. You can also watch the episodes on YouTube. There's hidden curious caches in each episode and the first two people to find them win a prize. So Be sure to get my emails for clues and other insider perks at meredithforreal.com.